Hey guys, welcome back to another podcast. I'm Jazz, I'll be bringing you fitness education with practical application. Okay, it's another holiday, Christmassy kind of topic, but this can kind of apply at any time of year really. But specifically around the holidays, because whether your gym is shut for a while, or you're maybe spending some time away from um, home with family perhaps, um, many of you won't have regular access to your gym over Christmas and maybe the new year. The first place I had to start by telling you is that a week or so without training will make absolutely zilcho difference to your strength, muscle or progress in general. You didn't build any of those things in a couple of weeks and you're certainly not going to lose them in a couple of weeks either. So this is just a reminder that taking some time away from training this Christmas is totally normal a lot of people do it, it's totally fine and it won't change a thing. You can kind of switch off this episode now if that's all you need to know and have a bit of reassurance and you can spend that week away at your families without worrying because you're going to get back into the gym the week after and nothing will have changed. Now, some of you might be away for longer or you might be just keen to maintain the habit of movement if that's been something you've been working hard to kind of build or you might just feel great for doing some movement in which case there are ways of getting some training done from home. Um, One thing I'd probably advise you avoid is just diving into something totally new and random just because you're without a gym. For example, a lot of people decide to randomly run when they can't lift at the gym, even though they never normally run in their normal training, which could be fine. But attempting to join your brother on a long run when your body just isn't used to it could, you know, at best feel just a bit disheartening. And at worst, like your knees and ankles just feeling a bit wrecked because they're they're not quite ready for it. So maybe stick to styles of training that you're already kind of relatively familiar with. And that might be my first piece of advice. But the main topic today is talking about how to make a resistance training session from home challenging. And luckily, I class myself as someone who is pretty good at this, considering I coached through lockdowns and I had clients with home gyms but I also had clients with absolutely no equipment whatsoever and a small little front room with a sofa and we still made really challenging resistance training sessions um as I said if you're blessed enough to have a home gym or some dumbbells or a barbell lucky you you can follow pretty normal kind of principles when it comes to putting together a session but if it's just yourself and a bit of space and maybe a chair or sofa you can still have a great workout so we're going to go through a few things that we might think about um that might be slightly different to how we program sessions in the gym so we can still have those challenging sessions from home number one is going to be rep schemes when training a muscle our aim is to be taking it close to muscular failure and we know that when we've not got any extra load to add to the movements it's going to take more reps to get close to that point of the muscle failing. For that reason, home or bodyweight training means that you're probably going to need to work in higher rep ranges than you do at the gym. Higher rep ranges are a bit less comfortable in terms of they 
you know, you get the metabolite uh, buildup, which gets that burning sensation. They're long, so mentally you need to kind of stay engaged for longer. They're a bit boring and that kind of thing, which is probably, you know, all reasons why we tend to kind of sway towards lower to moderate rep range than the gym. But we can still get a muscle relatively close to failure with less load, but we do need to do more reps. The second thing you can look at is the tempo of an exercise. And we can make each of those individual reps harder, um, not by adding load, but adjusting the speed at which we do the rep, which is called the tempo. For example, making the eccentric part of a movement So the eccentric portion is where the muscle stretches out or elongates. It's often the lowering part of of an exercise. So we can make that part of the lift a lot slower. And or we could introduce pauses in the most challenging parts of the movement. As an example, let's use split squats as an example. We could do a three second eccentric, which would mean a slow controlled three second lowering. And we could do a one second pause at the bottom of each rep. So in that bottom position where the glutes and quads are elongated and challenged. So that would be, you know, a three one one zero um, tempo would be more challenging and make each rep harder than a two zero one one tempo, for example next thing to consider is perhaps using timed sets so for some bodyweight exercises working for a certain period of time rather than um, a certain number of reps can work better so within a home training session I for some exercises I might program 30 seconds or 60 seconds of work just as, as an example next up is a, another big one and that is using intensity techniques and they're basically anything other than regular straight sets or reps so when we don't have access to load these can be really um, useful for increasing the challenge on the muscle for example we could implement um, 0.25 reps or, or pulses particularly in the length and position of a movement we know that the you know loading a muscle in its length and position is very hypertrophic very stimulating to muscle growth so spending more time in that position is going to be more kind of challenging for example you could add a 0.25 or kind of pulse at the bottom of a squat or a split squat or a lunge another example of an intensity technique would be using supersets so supersets are just a pair of two exercises performed back to back without rest um, we could use specific types of supersets, such as a pre-fatigue superset, um, which would be where we start with an exercise that isolates a muscle, followed by a more compound movement where other muscles are involved, so that our priority muscle group is going to get close to failure. So I might do an exercise that isolates the glutes um, first, then I might may go in, so I've built up fatigue in the glutes, then I may go into a squat, which would is involves the glutes, but also quads as well. But my glutes are going to be the limiting factor in the squat because they're already kind of pre-fatigued. Or you could do something just like a kind of same muscle superset, not necessarily pre-fatigue, but where we train the muscle in its short position first, followed by training it in its lengthened position, because we know that muscles fatigue first in their short position. So we do that first, then we train it in its lengthened position straight after. For example, you could do a single leg hip thrust to train the short position of the glutes, and then a step up to train the lengthened or the kind of mid-range position of the glutes. We could also pair more than two exercises together without rest between, or with short kind of rest transition periods in between to form more of a circuit and and supersets and circuits can also 
just make the session feel more interesting and more challenging. Obviously, we're not at home optimizing hypertrophy training when we don't have any access to load. So it's fine to kind of chase other feelings of challenge or hard, like, you know, getting a bit more out of breath, the muscle burning, that kind of thing. The next thing we can implement is loading with things you have at home. Um, So we are talking about body weight training but if you've got access to you know maybe resistance bands either long ones or booty bands that is going to open up a whole um, host of other options for exercises and ways to kind of make the exercises more challenging um so if you've got a while without the gym it could be worth getting some on amazon or whatever um but also you can use things you already have at home to load exercises for example you could put a rucksack on rucksack or backpack on um full of tins of beans um put it on your back for your split squats and you've added an extra it's probably not massively heavy but you might have a few more you know kilos there you could use a heavy ornament for some 1.25 lateral race raises so you know get creative people have a look around the house and think of different ways you might be able to actually load certain movements Okay, so finally, we're going to just look at exercise selection. And when when you're choosing exercises to do at home, you're going to want to be really picking ones that are going to put yourself in the least advantageous position um, possible so that you're you're creating as much challenge as possible because we don't again we don't have that challenge from additional load so a kind of a body weight bilateral so both legs um squat probably isn't going to do a whole lot for you but a bulgarian split squat with the rear foot elevated and the front heel elevated to get some more forward knee travel and a slow eccentric and a pulse at the bottom of each rep now that's certainly going to be a lot more challenging than just doing a regular body weight squat So I'm just going to run through to kind of finish off with some exercise examples for each body part that just might spark a bit more inspiration for you. Um, I find lower body tends to have a bit more variation. So does core is very easy to train at home. Pulling movements are pretty difficult at home, particularly without any... um, kind of access to load but again you know thinking about is do I have have anything heavy with a handle that I can use for rows and that kind of thing and this is where kind of maybe you know if you've got a long resistance band or something that could be helpful as well but let's start with pull so some examples might include a supine row um you can do these under a table so if you are kind of you know a supine row being where you're kind of um facing up to the ceiling and it's almost like a an upside or flipped over bent over row so if you hold on to the underside of the table and you have your legs underneath you can actually row up towards the table and do something like that if you have a long resistance band you could do pull downs you know if you hook it on the top of a door you could do some you could kneel uh, kneel down and do some lap pull downs or some kind of face pulls you could do um stand on the long band and do some bent over rows um you could do long resistance band biceps curls or you could do as i said curls or rows with some kind of heavy household objects going on to pushing exercises lots of push-up variations are going to be your best friends here so um kind of 
regression or slightly easier versions might be kind of hands elevated so you have your hands up on the sofa or a chair um you could do eccentric push-ups where you're just focusing on the lowering part a nice slow controlled lowering part of the push-up and if you want to make push-ups harder you could elevate the feet or you could do them with a rucksack on so you're kind of weighting them Um, You could do lateral raises with household objects. We have lots of kind of plank variations. So maybe a a pike hold or pike push-ups and and other planks that will kind of load the chest and the shoulders for stability. Um, And if you've got a long resistance band again, you can be kind of standing on that and do an overhead press or kind of lateral raises with the, you know, holding onto the handles. For lower body, Um, split squats reverse lunges walking lunges step ups they're going to be all really good options you know single leg tends to work best when we don't have access to load but you could also do something like you know you could make a squat a lot harder by doing making it a 1.5 squat with the heels elevated so you're getting more range of motion and, and as I said playing with the tempo and that kind of thing if you've got a booty band you will open up a few options there so you know having a resistance band around the knees for things like glute bridges you could do a seated hip abduction so where you have the feet together and you push the knees out um, to mimic the kind of machine hip abduction you could do a standing hip abduction so you know as you would um, kind of with a cable just when you have the the booty band maybe just beneath the knees and doing a standing hip abduction where the leg moves away from the body you could do a kickback with a band on you can do kind of squat pulses you can also look at other single leg work like single leg hip thrusts which could be definitely challenging particularly in a slightly higher rep range and with a nice little pause at the top or a single leg rdl for example And finally, for core, you've got quite a lot of options here. So you've got all your plank variations. So plank, you know, on the elbows, on your hands, shoulder taps, twists. You've got um, all the crunch variations, your reverse crunches, regular crunches, things like Russian twists and, you know, lying leg lower variations as well. So there we have it. The kind of TLDR, the too long didn't read of all of that, although if you're here now, you probably did did listen to that all but the main takeaway is if you can't train over the holidays it's totally fine and it's pretty unlikely that you're going to lose any strength or muscle whatsoever particularly if you're not completely sedentary and you keep eating enough protein if you do want to maintain some exercise home training home training sessions can be made challenging and particularly when we use kind of different techniques such as high rep ranges, playing with the tempo, circuits and supersets um, and much more but if you are feeling a bit anxious about the holidays um whether that be about your nutrition or maintaining kind of your habits and routines and you feel like you need support and structure through this busy time just get in touch and we can you know have a chat and see if you're a good fit for grow with jazz coaching and we can work through this period together um so i'll leave information about that down in the show notes below but hopefully this was helpful hopefully something you can apply for yourself over the holiday period but if you don't want to train don't train because nothing honestly nothing bad is going to happen your results are a product of what you do most of the time not some of the time I'll keep saying that what until I'm blue in the face and this you know it's totally normal for December to look different to your other months that is the case going to be the case for most people and we don't undo you know months and years of of work in a few days or in a week so that that's just how I wanted to end here as always any questions you might have 
drop me a DM, drop me an email. I'm always more than happy to help and I'll speak to you again next week.